0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. My job, and uh, it is a pleasurable one, is to, for just a short time, go through the parable of the sower. So... Do you have a Bible? Yes. Then get it out. It's the modern technology of the world. It's a phone, but it's also a notebook, a Bible, a calendar. There's my emails. It's a wonderful tool to help. And we're going to be looking at Matthew 13. So let's get into Matthew 13. And we're going to read from verse 1 all the way to the end of the parable. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying... thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. So I have some questions for us this morning. The first question I have for us this morning is who is the farmer? who is the farmer okay so let's start off with a different question what do farmers do can you help me out here kids daniel what do farmers do they plant stuff sophie they grow crops josh they have chickens they have cows thank you Pat anyone else what do farmers do they plough the soil it all sounds wonderful they go on tractors so farmers they look after animals they look after the fields they prepare the ground they plough it. They plant the seed, and they bring in the crop at the harvest. That's what farmers do. And then they sell it and don't make as much money as they used to, but they still make a little bit. Okay. So our first thought when I asked that question, who is the farmer? Sophie, who is the farmer? God. That is our first thought, isn't it? But is it right? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> in Sunday school, there is only one answer to any question. The answer is usually God. But for us in church, we've grown up with this concept of when we hear this parable, thinking that the farmer is God. But I want to challenge us a little bit and turn this around just a little bit so we've got a different perspective on it. So what does a farmer... Do a farmer looks after the animals, a farmer prepares the ground, a farmer plants the seeds, and a farmer brings in the crops. So, is the farmer God? Oh, we've got some people shouting out. Let's have a quick look in Mark 4. And we're going to read verses 26 to 29. Okay. He also said this, that's Jesus. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Who's the farmer? Anne. Us. You're the farmer. So, who scatters the seed? We do. Who causes it to grow? God does. Okay, we're getting somewhere. So who is the farmer? You are. We need to look after the soil of our hearts we need to prepare the ground and plant the seeds that God gives us God causes what we look after and put in good soil to grow so here's another question what is the seed? Tim word of God God. Sophie Josh? <laughs> it's just like being in a school. <laughs> I know, now I forgot. Okay. Let me, let, let me help you all out. <laughs> the seed is every word spoken by God. Every truth, every word in the Bible, every thought that God has about you that is based on that truth And based on what the word says about you, whether you believe it or not, they're the seeds. Okay. These are our seeds. When we have our seeds, it's up to us to plant them. So, back to the parable. What kind of ground are we letting our seed land on? first thing we come across in the parable is paths do we look for more than what we're given so that we can have so even what we have then is is taken away so maybe God speaks some words into your life through the Bible you think God tells you that you're you're highly favoured God tells you that you are a child of his. Yet, yeah. is it enough for us? No, I want to be the boss. So the seed lands on the path, and the birds of the air come and they take it away, and it can't produce a harvest because it's gone. Do you have any paths in your heart over some of the things that God says? I know I do. The second is stony ground. You see, do we let the sound of God loving us attract us, but never really give him all of us deep down? Because it says that the soil was shallow. Sometimes we can be shallow with God, can't we? You can have that bit, God, but but you're not having this bit. So what kind of soil is the seed landing on then? It may sprout up really quickly, and sometimes we see in the life of church people that just rise up, they become a Christian, then overnight, and they're, 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 they seem to be incredible and amazing, yet the first sign of anything hard that comes along, they're gone. How's your heart looking today? Where's the seed landing today? The third is with the weeds. Do we let God in? do we keep his truth because they grew the seeds grew with the thorns didn't they but we see the problems that we have as bigger than God and they black him out and we can't see anymore because the problems that we're in are bigger than, than God and the seeds that we have that are, are growing choke and they die because we've lost sight of the light of God that causes us to grow. If some parts of us in with the weeds, I know I've got some parts of me where I feel like that. And then there's the good soil. Do we let God in when we're attracted by His truth? We remove our doubt that he can do more than we think. We allow the seed to have deep roots. Then we have a harvest of God's goodness. The Bible talks about the fruits of the Spirit, doesn't it? But what has to happen in order to produce fruit? You've got to go through a time of pruning. You've got to go through a time of seeding. You've got to go through a time of blossoming. And then the fruit comes. It's Every plant is exactly the same. And God relates us to that. We start off one way. And God helps us to grow and to change. And sometimes we have to be pruned. Sometimes we have to be cut back a little bit so something can be different. And ultimately, we will all will produce an incredible fruit. Wow. Isn't God incredible? So, where are you today? How's your, how's your land looking? Are you full of paths? Are you full of big rocks? Are you full of thorns and weeds and God seems blacked out? Or are you good soil? Because ultimately, your soil... Is your choice. So, next time you read the parable of the sower, just have a little think. It's, it's more than what we first realized because we scatter the seed and we have plowed the ground. So, in your heart today, before you even arrived here, before you, you came and you sat down, you made a decision. Were you expectant for God to speak to you today? Were you prepared? For the seed that God wanted to give you today to land in good soil and produce a crop of a hundred, sixty or thirty times that which was sown, because that is what God wants. But it's your choice. You know, we often try and describe the Holy Spirit, and the best way that we can come up with that He's a gentleman. He will not force Himself in. He's invited. That's why Jesus said the words. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever lets me in, I will sit down and I will eat with him. Because God's a gentleman. He gives us a choice. You have free will. You can do whatever you want with all of this message. It is entirely your choice. But God's desire for you is to have good soil. To have a good place for the seeds of his truce to grow and produce a fruit. So pathways, where we can lose our seed, they're your choice. Stony ground, where we don't allow the seed to the depths of who we are. It's your choice. With the weeds and the thorns, where the worries of this life black out the wonder of truly knowing God, it's your choice. And good soil, where we're allowing God's seed to take deep root, where we've weeded out the thorns, where we've prepared the ground for it. It's your choice. That's why, at the very end of the parable, Jesus says some incredible words that seem really confusing. Let those that have here ears, let them hear. Those that have ears, let them hear. Well, we've all got ears, but are you listening? Are you hearing what it is that God's saying? Because it's about what you do with what's said. It's about what we do with the seed that God gives us. And we're not going to go any further. Because we don't need to, do we? Because God knows. God's spoken to us this morning. And just as Dave did so brilliantly earlier, he helped us make a choice. Do I want to press into God today or do I just want to sit back and, and just be quiet, not really engage with what God's on with today? It's just a family service. But God's interested in you every day and what you choose to do with him is your choice. But I invite you today to start making a new choice. I have to make some decisions myself today because I've got to look at the thorns and the weeds that are in my heart and I've got to start taking them out. I've got to go to those pathways that I've got where that's not really what God says about me, is it? And I've got to start changing that ground. I've got to go to the rocks of the hard places inside of me where God wants to penetrate deep and things to take root so he can do something and I've got to change that ground and I've got to celebrate the good soil that's in me already because God's already doing something and it's the same for all of us celebrate the good soil keep on top of it because if you leave it it'll all go completely into weeds and stony hard ground it was a story of a man, and he went to go and look at a garden. And um, he went to his friend's house and he took him into the garden. It was a wonderful, beautiful garden. And the man said to his friend, "Surely God should be praised for how glorious this garden is." And the man said, "Yes, indeed he should, but you should have seen it when it was just his. You make the choice. God does the growing. You make the choice. God does the growing. And we're done. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.